0: Welcome to Slaking Thirsts, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. I'm I'm laughing because as you read that gospel, Deacon Rich, I saw that smile go across your face when you said, and he was a short man. That was... (laughs) He's your he's your guy. Okay. Any sycamore trees around here? All right, friends. This is a full weekend for us here at the parish. This is a full, full, full weekend. We've got solemn Eucharistic devotions happening this weekend. We've got uh, it's Priesthood Sunday here in the diocese of Cleveland, which means, as you're used to year after year, the seminary sends out seminarians across the diocese into the various parishes to give vocation talks, kind of sharing their story. We're gonna have, uh, we're gonna hear from Josh Stetz over here after communion. He's a senior at Borromeo from St. Francis de Sales. So he's speaking at all of our masses. So because of all of that, because he's speaking after communion, I'm gonna try and work a miracle and try and keep it short up here for you today, okay? All right, so I wanna offer just a little nugget, reflection on the gospel, on the first reading to kind of, I don't know, whet your appetite, get you hungry for the Lord. So here's where the Holy Spirit drew my attention. I was struck by the, the juxtaposition, um, actually I probably should say the, the, the connection between the first reading and the gospel that we have, right? The church intentionally in the lectionary picks the first reading from the Old Testament to typically connect with the gospel reading, right? So the old prefigures typically the New, and the New Testament reading the gospel fulfills the old. It's this biblical principle called typology. We usually see that unfolding in these readings Sometimes it's a little bit hard to see, sometimes it's very obvious. And, and for me, at least, this week, praying with these readings from Wisdom and for the Gospel of Luke, it just leapt off the page, right? So in the first reading from the Book of Wisdom, what we have here is a description, a description of the Lord's heart. It's on full display, like what is he like? In particular, what is he like in, in response to or relating to us as sinners? What's his heart like? This is what we hear, that God has mercy on all because he can do all things. He overlooks our sins so that we may repent. We hear from like, the Ezekiel where God says, I do not desire the death of the sinner, the death of the wicked. We hear that he does not loathe anything that he's made or regret anything that he's made. That goes back to Genesis. He saw everything that he made and said, Behold, it is good. There was nothing that he made. He was not like, Meh. <laughs> everything is good. It's good. It's good. It's good. And the human person is very good. He's described as the Lord and lover of souls. He rebukes offenders little by little, bit by bit. He's gentle. He's patient. Right? Think of St. Paul's letter to the Corinthians. Right? Love is patient. Love is kind. It's long-suffering. It bears all things. Right. That's the Lord. And this last line from the Book of Wisdom. Therefore, Lord, you rebuke offenders little by little. Warn them and remind them of the sins they are committing that they may abandon their wickedness and believe in you, O Lord. Okay, so that's the first reading. That's his heart. And then we turn to the gospel. What we see is that description of God's heart from the book of wisdom, that reading coming to life, if you will, and being applied to a particular person. So this general theological reflection on God gets crystallized, distilled. It becomes focused on an actual person. It becomes focused on this guy Zacchaeus, this chief tax collector, this wealthy man, who was a, he was he was a wicked man in his community. That's what that's what Luke is telling us. He was a chief tax collector, so he was in charge of all of them, and he was wealthy, which means that he was extorting so much from his people. So this is what we hear: Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus is the man whose so many sins are overlooked by Jesus that he might repent. And repent, he does. Zacchaeus is the sinner that Jesus does not desire his death. It's like he's saying, I want his heart, Jesus says. I want his conversion. Jesus is the beloved here, right? Whom the Lord and lover of souls has his eyes on, right? You are the one I'm looking for. It is your house I must stay in, Zacchaeus. And please notice how gentle the Lord is with him. So gentle. Like when, G- when Jesus spots him in the tree... When he sees him hiding up in that sycamore tree, he doesn't say, hey, Zacchaeus, get down here, young man. Right? I, can't just, I just hear my mom's voice. I just can't. That's what I hear. <laughs> Patrick Gretcher, you get down here right now. Right? That's what I hear. But that's not what he says. It's not Zacchaeus, you get down here right now. You call yourself a faithful son of Abraham, you extortionist, you thief, you traitor. It's time to pay the piper. No, that's not what He says. Like when I was sitting with this gospel and I was praying with this image, I just, I the first thing the Holy Spirit drew my attention to is Jesus' face and his eyes. That this big smile stretches across his face as he looks up there and he's like, Zacchaeus. Like, what are you- what are you doing, brother? Like, come down. Come down quickly. I have to stay in your house today. So here's what we have happening: that the observer in the tree suddenly becomes the observed. The one watching, kind of removed from a distance, suddenly becomes intimately involved. The one who just wanted to see him suddenly has an eye-to-eye meeting with Jesus. It got very personal is the point. It got very personal. Here's the point. Here's the nugget. Friends, the Lord does not want us to stay on the level of the book of wisdom, meaning like our knowledge of God, our relationship with him. It's, it's, he, doesn't want it to, he doesn't want it to merely stay on the level of abstraction, ideas, theological reflection, like, oh, it's so very interesting, Lord, that you're so good and loving and merciful. I believe that up here. He wants, he wants us to have our Zacchaeus encounter, right? The journey from the head to the heart. He wants us to have this heart-to-heart encounter. Right? He longs for us to be seen just as Zacchaeus, right? So many of us as Catholics live our lives like Zacchaeus in the tree, watching the faith unfold, watching masses unfold, watching sacraments unfold. It's so different when all of a sudden there's another set of eyes seeing you, meeting you eye to eye. You're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What are you doing looking at me? I never meant for this to get personal. That's the only thing Jesus means for, for this faith. That's the only goal he has is for it to get Personal. Like, for Zacchaeus, like, he went from thinking about the Lord, thinking about mercy, thinking about the God of the covenant, to suddenly standing in front of him face to face. And, like, from that day forward, Zacchaeus was never the same. The day that Jesus met him on that spot. Like, imagine how many times Zacchaeus told that story. He's like, yeah, I climbed that sycamore tree. I just thought I just wanted to see him. It was was around 4 o'clock in the afternoon. It was a cool day. And he walked by and he looked at me. And I've never been the same. Friends, here's the craziest part of all this, right? That this word living effective, it's all unfolding for us in the mass, right? Right now, the encounter that Jesus had with Zacchaeus, that Zacchaeus had with Jesus, it's, it's available. Like Zacchaeus is passing, or Jesus is passing through. Are you hiding in the sycamore tree just thinking, I, just, I don't really want it to get that personal. I just, I'm here to punch my card. I'm here to just be here to do my duty. Or have you put your heart in a place where like the Lord of the universe, the Lord and lover of souls can meet you eye to eye, flesh to flesh, heart to heart? Because the same thing that Jesus said to Zacchaeus is what he's saying to us today. Like, I have to stay in your house today. And what's our response? We'll say, Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof. But only say the word, and my soul shall be healed. Like, the Father has spoken the word. From the eternal silences of the Trinity, the Father has spoken the word. It's the word made flesh. He's already spoken the word. It's the word made flesh, it's the word available, it's the word that's present, it's the word that presses in, it's Jesus. And the only question, again, the only question that we ever have to consider when we come before the Lord is, will I open? Will I come down quickly? Will I receive him in? That is the question. Amen.